Welcome to the Yellow Balloons Podcast, a collection of teachings to help you navigate the transformational possibilities of a God-centered perspective. We pray these insights from Scripture will inspire and encourage you. But he says, nevertheless, you've done well that you shared in my distress. In fact, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only, when I departed from Macedonia. Even in Thessalonica, you sent aid. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Mm. Now, that's con- totally consistent with the mindset he said you want to have, right? I want you to have great rewards and treasures in heaven. And when you support my work, uh, as Jesus said, quoting the Old Testament, if you support a prophet, you get the reward of a prophet. Okay, You're supporting my work, you're going to get my reward. And that makes me really happy because I want to share my reward with my people. Hmm. And, and then he says, indeed, I, I have all and abound. I'm full having received the things sent from you. When I found out you're doing well, that was really the main thing I wanted to hear. The money's great, but that you're doing well, that, that's what really makes me happy. And then he says, and my God will supply all your need according to his riches and glory. So I'm mainly focuses on the spiritual need. I've got the same God. We've got the same God. And he's going to supply your needs too. And which means whatever we have, that's what we need. Well, again, goes back to this mindset. He is, he's actually illustrating the mindset all the way through. Maybe one last thing, he talks about citizenship in heaven, like I'm angling for this end goal. You know, I'm mainly focused on the citizenship there. And he talks about um, attaining to the resurrection of the dead. And this is, a, this is a kind of a confusing passage because the resurrection of the dead happens to everybody and it's built in when you, when you get born again. Your promised resurrection. So why why is it something you attain to? It's kind of confusing, but this word resurrection here is uh, the the Greek word for resurrection is um, Anastasia, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not Anastasia. That's the I think that's the Russian name, but it's something like that. That's yeah. from that, and this has an ek in front of it. It's out. So it probably should be translated the out-resurrection. So I think, I think actually here he's talking about some kind of resurrection uh, reward, a, a, reward a, a resurrection to something that's like what Jesus had in terms of the reward and because he's talking about attaining. And he says, not that I've already attained or I'm already completed. That's usually translated perfected. That's the, um, the idea of getting, you know, the, your faith is actually fully mature. He said, I'm not fully mature. I'm still working every day. That's why I told you to work out your salvation from the flesh and the world to what God has called us to in the kingdom of God every day. Well, I'm working on it too. But I press on that I might lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid for me. So he's got this reward. Jesus has a reward for me if I can make it faithfully to the end, and that's what I'm serving for. So that's pretty clear, and that's why I think this ek 
Anastasia or whatever it's called, this out-resurrection is, is talking about a, the reward because in the context it seems pretty clear he's reaching for something. And you don't strive to be born again. Right. You just receive that. What you do strive for is to be delivered from the power of sin every day, both to avoid destruction and to gain peace and all of these things he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Contentment, peace, that's a great thing, right? But then there's this double, triple, quadruple, you know, million-fold treasure at the end, and that seems to be what mainly drives him. And that's the same mindset Jesus had. I can get something amazing at the end for doing this seemingly terrible thing now. It's a pretty, if you think about it, all we've said, it's a pretty incredible opportunity. This choosing uh, this mindset, this Neo, can help to, can help you continue on the path of your best interest today. It can help you to be more like Christ. It can help you uh, to be in harmony with your, you know, spiritual community, and it can help you, you know, set up these, these rewards. It's a, it's an amazingly powerful opportunity we have every single day. It's incredible, and it has this huge double benefit. Now, interesting, in, in 4.2, he kind of ends with, I implore Uodia and Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. So this is mindset again. So apparently, Epaphroditus, can't, when he came to visit him in prison and, gave the, and probably brought the money and brought the report, when Paul is asking about everybody, and obviously it's a pretty small group. He seems to know everybody churches and houses and stuff. This is early in Christianity. He probably said, well, you know, Syntyche and Iodia are at warring with each other again, and they've got this dispute going on. And he actually he actually puts it in the letter here. So these, these ladies are memorialized as being brawlers <laughs> with one another. I, I, I bet you, I bet you that they did follow this or God wouldn't have put their names in there. <laughs> But well, the you know the verse right after uh, Paul acknowledges that they've contended at his side in the cause of the gospel. So you know, it's not, yeah, it's maybe unfair that to think that they're just eternally at war with one another. Yeah, he said they're 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 help these women who labored with me in the gospel. I mean, these are women with good hearts. Help them see the right mindset that they're they're on the same team. You, you guys say that all the time, right? Yeah, that would be worth bringing. Oh, actually, you actually use this basic approach to your uh, conflict in your marriage. Why don't you just kind of talk about that for a sec? That's exactly what that's well, that's exactly what this is talking about. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that I've necessarily thought of it directly this way, but um, choosing a mindset within our communication is kind of the key to our communication, right? And I think we've witnessed a lot of couples uh, or we've heard stories or just we've heard the mindset, even when you're getting married, of uh, this idea that it's we're, we're two entities that are combating for a win. So I, I remember when we were engaged, I got this advice of like, just, you know, she let, let her have her way all the time. Just make sure... Mm-hmm. If he, she's happy, he doesn't do that. Yeah, if she, just, <laughs> she's right all the time. Just don't argue. Like that's the key to happy marriage. And it's just like, oh gosh, so it's setting up this idea that we're just like 
mm-hmm. you know, we, we've got to come there's to some... There's a winner some, and a loser. Yeah, mm-hmm. most of life is an uneasy truce, and when there is a battle, there's got to be a winner. But we've adopted the mindset that we're in this thing together. We're partners, and the real enemy isn't the other person. It's, you know, falsity. Mm-hmm. And we, you're right, we do this actively when we, when our emotions get high, when we're in the the place of, of these two women that we just mentioned where we're you know kind of at odds with one another we'll slow each other down we have some triggers where we'll say like hey we're getting like heated but remember we're on the we're on the same team we're t- together we had a uh, we were watching this thing a couple of years ago sort of one of those uh, match game ideas where you have two couples mm-hmm. and you write an answer on a whiteboard and hold it up see if they match and so the couples the question was who won your last argument and they wrote down their answers, and when they held it up, both of them said me, um, <laughs> which is funny because it's kind of like the same answer, mm-hmm. but it's also kind of different. And Kylie and I laughed because we're like, we actually would have the same answer too. I was like, what do you think we would say? And we like kind of said it at the same time or maybe wrote it down. Yeah, and we the, would. Yeah, me. the answer we would put is we. We would, you know, we win the arguments. It's not one of us, it's us that are winning it. And when we adopted that mindset, it's, it's, uh, you know, it changes the way we, we, we communicate. Yeah. Well, and it's also, it's like an internal reminder, especially for me who tends to be more competitive in regards to arguments and conflict. Um, but it's also a communal reminder. And so it's not just about me reminding myself that we're on the same team. It's about us remembering together that we're on the same team and we're working towards the same goal. So I would say you're actually literally applying Philippians 4.2. Be of the same mind, phreneo, in the Lord. Like We're on the same team trying to get oneness because that is what God has told us is in our best interest and what makes him happy. Yeah, well, it's, you know, having the same love is squeezed in there too, right? So that, yeah, definitely applies to, to us and to our marriage, yeah. And then, well, I wonder if you, if you, it said the next, the next admonition is rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. It sort of sounds like you work that in too to say, I'm slowing down my emotions. I'm not going to be a slave to my feelings, my appetites, my belly. Okay. I'm not going to be shameful and and go the belly way. Uh, I'm going to slow down. And you're actually saying, I'm gonna, I'm gonna choose. See, rejoice in the Lord is a, is not a be happy thing. It's a choice you're making. This is another mindset thing. I'm gonna choose my happiness, in the way and following that God's way is the best. And part of that is we're on the same team. Yeah, and I think when, especially when you know your your heat or your emotions are high, you, uh, like I said before, you have this feeling of. I've got to justify, reinforce that emotion, uh, and I've, you know, I, I've got to to win out, right? But yeah, I think you're right. For us to be able to take a deep breath and remind ourselves that we have a choice about the perspective we have towards uh, one another, towards our own emotions, and towards Christ, it opens up this like, you know, amazing possibility of like, okay, we can actually. We can continue to have this conversation. We can continue to have things matter to us intensely, but we have a different perspective, and it, and it changes everything. Well, and what's interesting, too, is if, if I win and he loses, we actually both lose. Yeah. Like, 
because we're suddenly disunified and we've lost this connection and this love and this like this pursuance of a common goal together mm-hmm. and i am sitting here excited because i've won the argument but i've i've lost the the unity that comes when we choose one another over self congratulations you're alone yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly and like really like it's satisfying for what a second yeah. and then it's like oh gosh like we actually need to like work together again to like reestablish what we had that we've lost because I was trying to, you know, satisfy my belly. So, and then verse five says, let your gentleness be known to all men. I, I dug into this word a little bit and cause I don't know what that means actually in our, in our society, it would mean just lay down and lose. And I'm, the Bible never asks you to do that, so I know that's not what it means. But from what best I can sense, and I think it fits in this context, is uh, be fair-minded, which is another mindset thing. Like be willing to look at things from the other person's perspective, which is I know from talking to you guys in the past, that's a big part of what you try to do mm. to get let's let's get on the same mindset, and that requires us listening to each other's mindset and finding a meld. Well, it also, it requires dying to self too. Mm -hmm. I mean, because I want to win, like (laughs) I want to win. And it takes me recognizing that like the more beneficial thing is for me to let go of that and choose us. Fair, fair to say you have to redefine winning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I want to win for self over other, which is strong, exploit the weak. Mm Mm-hmm. And instead, what I want to do is love this other person and get on the same mindset, which is me serving the other person. And we know deeper down, unity is much more satisfying than fractiousness. But not in the moment. In the moment, your appetite, your belly wants to say, I just want to subjugate this other person. And, yeah, I mean, it's hard. And, and you're right. The uh, It's another, it's a paradox. The The thinking, like slowing myself down to say, all right, I'm, I'm feeling all this. I'm thinking all this. Like, what is she thinking? Like, how is she approaching this? What is, what is her perspective on that? Just laying down of your, of your life, like just long enough to give that other person, uh, you know, some do and listen, just, uh, you know, unlocks all of this in a lot of ways. That's the first step. You know, there's some famous verses that follow right on to this conversation that are worth folding into your argumentation and how choosing this mindset creates unity and not choosing it creates fractiousness, which is a great example of flesh and spirit. That's, that is, in Galatians 5, he actually says that. If you choose the flesh, you get biting and devouring. Mm-hmm. And if you choose the spirit, you get unity and harmony, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, be anxious for nothing. So don't worry. Don't try to control your circumstances. Instead, pray, So, which actually allows you to um, reconcile with your circumstances and, and, and thank, be thankful for them. You know, Whatever my circumstances are, I can make those three choices in those circumstances. And then he says, uh, finally, think about what's true, what's noble, what's just, what's pure, what's lovely, what's of good report, virtuous praiseworthy meditate on these things 
So again, that is setting your mind to have a plumb bob, a standard, a measure of what I want to aspire to be what's real and true, not what the world says. And that's, that's all an integral. You can't actually apply the we're on the same team thing unless you have a, a standard of what's real and what's true that you can go, that you can apply. Yeah, it makes, all of this makes me think of like, you know, the alignment in your car or something. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's slightly off, you've got to, you know, you've got to grip the wheel. You've got it like uh-huh. it's you, you feel it's, it, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It, and, and I think a lot of people have that for Neo, that worldly mindset. It's it's biting and devouring. It's difficult. You always feel like you're on trial. You always feel threatened. You're you know you're always white knuckled. Uh, but if you can like just choose a better perspective a more true accurate perspective it's like setting the alignment in your car and it's just it's just better you know you still have to pay attention it's still work you still have to drive the vehicle uh but it but it's it's just better it's it's, it sets a foundation uh that really transforms everything about the way you live yeah well and it it's one of the the like integral pieces that you need in order to be able to do that is trust. Mm-hmm. I trust that he has my best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. I trust that he has our best interest at heart and vice versa. And if we didn't have that trust with one another, none of it would work. Yeah. And the same thing I think is true of God. We have to trust that he has our best interest at heart. And when we do that, we are much more willing to lay ourselves down mm-hmm. because we understand and trust that he is going to bring good from it. That certainly makes it easier, although we're actually asked to unilaterally do that for Christ. When, when, we, are, when we trust one another, it makes it a lot easier. But we're actually asked to do this irrespective of the other person and look through them to Christ which is a real challenge. But, you know, what I think the, the point I would take from what you just said is why make it hard on people? <laughs> if you're be trustworthy, you actually build unity that mm-hmm. has a tremendous core of strength. Thanks for listening to our series on the book of Philippians. Blessings and peace to you as you join in the amazing opportunity to know God by faith, participate in His kingdom, and steward the vast riches that come through knowing Him. Join us as we continue to pursue the truth of God's Word by visiting our website at yellowballoons.net. There you will find a collection of resources developed to aid you in your journey to discovering a true perspective. If you have any questions related to what you just heard, we would love to hear from you please email us at contact at yellowballoons.net.